Hello all, and welcome back to another episode of the Strategic Whimsy Experiment. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Cowan. And the Strategic Whimsy Experiment is a weekly gathering place filled with conversations about the films that shape our lives. Today, we are going to be reviewing the film After Sun. All right, Sarah, do you want to kick us off with an IMDb summary for After Sun? Sure. Sophie reflects on the shared joy and private melancholy of a holiday she took with her father 20 years earlier. Memories real and imagined fill the gaps between as she tries to reconcile the father she knew with the man she didn't. Dot, dot, dot. Oh. Right? There's a real cliffhanger there at the end of that summary. That is an oddly well-written IMDb summary. Like just yeah. Yeah, they the, did the word good. choices. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. All right. What was your one sentence summary for After Sun? My summary is don't forget to reapply your sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. They they put on sunscreen in a really interesting way in this movie. They I, do. They do. They don't but use I, their hands. Especially I, on the face. <laughs> I appreciate the the intentionality and the many, many shots of the application of sunscreen. Because as a Casper colored person, it's necessary. I was like, y'all, y'all know what you're doing. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And him reminding her to reapply, reapply. It's time to Yes. Reapply. It's yeah. so important. Well done. Okay, but they put on sunscreen, especially on their face, with like a cotton pad. Which I've never seen before. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I didn't know if they were like putting it on or taking it off. Like I, but either way was weird. But I also like try not to judge people on their skincare routines because I probably deserve to be judged for mine because it's nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, it's genius because you don't get your hands all sticky and oily afterwards. So. I'm like, yeah, go for it. I think you probably lose a lot of product on the cotton swab as it's absorbing though, you know? So if you're frugal, maybe not. But then if you're like applying sunscreen with your hands everywhere else, it kind of defeats the purpose a little bit. This is true. This is true. We can't be cotton swabbing our entire body. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's just not practical. No. No. At this point, you can just use your hands. But I just find after putting on sunscreen, you have to always wash your hands because it's so sticky. Oh, I just I just rub it all in, and then it's it's gone, and we're fine. Real? We need to discuss this further, <laughs> maybe afterwards. Not us before this was before hitting record. Us dis- discussing the like logistics of can openers and opening jars. <laughs> I mean, hey, sometimes I'm doing something and I'm like, wow, am I doing this thing weird? Hey, Jen, how do you do this thing? (laughs) And it just opens up a delightful line of conversation. Who knew that opening a jar could be, you know, such good conversation fodder for us? Do it in the reverse. I was watching uh, a YouTuber talk about how she takes out the like little white um, speck in her eggs before she cooks them. She was like, I always thought I was crazy, but apparently lots of people do this too. And she just felt so seen and validated. So I hope star experience was good for you. Now I'm uh, I'm going to have to pay more attention the next time I cook eggs. Cause yeah, I didn't even realize that there was a little I, white speck in there too. I didn't either. I, I guess I just don't pay attention. I just kind of throw it in there and throw some other stuff in and bam, right? food exists. Right? I make so many eggs too that I'm always just like, mm, right? Start scram, just start mix whisking them together. Exactly. Huh. Yeah, but pay attention because it's in there. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. I I've learned so many things today already. <gasps> this is incredible, Jen. What was your one sentence summary for After Sun? <laughs> not me. Not me. Like flashing back to us being like conversations that shape our lives. Like. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, it's the little things. It's, it's little the things. little things, not that movie, because that movie was trash. Yeah, but it's the little rough. things in life that shape us. Like, mm-hmm. how do you open a jar? Mm-hmm. How do you cook your eggs? These are important mm-hmm. things to know. How do you manage your browser tabs? We had a full length discussion on this that. This is important because there are different types of people, and you learn a lot from a person. 
based on how they treat their browser tabs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a core personality trait. It's true. It's one of the f- – it's, I think it's maybe the fifth dimension in Myers-Briggs. You know, they've got the <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, they have to redo their whole system now. Although there is a fifth dimension in My- Myers-Briggs that I learned about, which is like uh, turbulent versus something. I forget what the other letter was. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, wow. Is this about to tell me that I'm a turbulent personality? <laughs> Oh man, it's been so long since I've done anything Myers Briggs. I I know what you're talking about, and I like a dash T. Yes, Mm -hmm. I don't remember what I am. I just remember the little the test that I took. They gave you like a little character for each one, and mine was a little old man. And I was so happy that I was the little (laughs) old man. It was great. It was literally perfect. Oh my goodness! Wow, that was that was that was really on brand for you. I got a kick out of that. Right. Not only man. that you got the That's little old man, but also that you were incredibly pleased. I was so pleased. It just fit. <laughs> like, this feels right. Yes. I love it. Uh, well, clearly I was probably turbulent because <laughs> I remember the T and I don't remember what the other letter was. So that's great yeah. for me. Now I'm going to go deep on Myers-Briggs after yes. this because I, I, I need to remember all of these things that I have since forgotten. Please report back. I got you. Still, if the little old man is still faithful to you. Oh, little old man. He was, oh, he was just so cute. I'm going to find it and I'm going to send it to okay. you. And you're going to be like, wait. yes, this makes sense. Every time I take that test, it's always different. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I alternate between two. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we must discuss this test. further. Okay. <laughs> we will. We will. All right. My one sentence summary is the bullets. Poetry <laughs> put to the big screen. <laughs> It's so good. It's so short and sweet and to the point. It and really we just is. Did six minutes on foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> Our conversation, not poetry. No. This movie, poetry. But see, sunscreen. Sunscreen. Oh, it's great. Sunscreen opened up an incredible yes. conversation. I do love that like mine was like this very practical thing. And then yours is this like beautiful artistic like ah yes it's perfect I always am fascinated by which movies you go the the practical tactical funny Mm -hmm. like let's zero in on some random detail from the movie that apparently was captivating too so that's illuminating for me I'm not gonna lie I, I try to always zoom in on a little detail like that's always the goal okay and if I'm not able to find a little detail or it's just like not like clicking, mm-hmm. uh, then we'll go for something else. And those are the summaries that I'm never as pleased with. But <laughs> if I can find a little detail and get it communicated in like three words, ah, winner. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the best. Last week's episode was pools are cool. Pools are cool. Yes. <laughs> it was great. My original version was like, Hey, have you heard about pools? <laughs> but I, I changed I feel it. like these need to be little sayings and little buttons, little <laughs> graphics. This is what I'm envisioning. Like your little collection of like fun little sayings that you come up with inspired by movies. You know, we can make that happen because now I've just, yeah. I, It'd be fun, I have right? ideas for like four of them <gasps> right now. Perfect. Oh, Perfect. man. We're stickers. Oh. Jen, I want to go do this right now. Patches? But we're... <laughs> do people still use patches? No, I don't oh, think so. Man, fourth grade me would be so happy if those were still a thing. <laughs> I think there are some like really cool people that have like like acid wash denim jackets with patches mm. on them that look really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this one coworker of mine has that Ooh. for all of her uh, vacations that she goes on. She'll always buy a patch and oh. put it on her jean jacket. And she wears it out too. Yeah, it's super cool. There's like stories behind each patch. Wow. That is a level of coolness that I will never achieve in my entire life. (laughs) And so I just look on and I go, I would like to know all about who you are as a person. Right? Right? That's incredible. I think if I walked out of the house with with patches on my jean jacket, I would look like a fool. I would too. So I will not do that. Yes. It will hang in my closet. <laughs> it is a bulletin board for my souvenirs. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. So 
let's start off with our initial thoughts about After Sun. And I think, why don't we, since we're, we're 10 minutes in, here's your spoiler. If you haven't seen After Sun, we will just dive right into talking about this full movie. I think it's, this movie especially is harder to talk about without being able to share everything that happens. So if you haven't seen After Sun, go check it out. It is available to rent on um, streaming on demand platforms. All right, Sarah, what were your thoughts about After Sun? Well, okay. So I went on a journey before we started recording because Oh, okay. I I was ready to come on and be like, Jen, I don't know how I feel about this movie. I don't I let's uh-huh. let's talk about it and let's figure it out. And then I read the IMDB summary to myself before we started recording. And I went, oh, I would have liked the movie to be more like the IMDb summary and less like what we got. Because oh. I, I, think, I think if the movie had been rooted more in adult Sophie and her processing through these things, as the IMDb summary says, then I would have been more willing to like, go on this ride whereas to me this was just like this little girl on holiday with her dad and that's it and so I wanted there to be a little bit more than that I think this movie is maybe too simple for me and I kept trying to make it more complex while I was watching it Uh, and so I, I think if I think if we had more time with adult Sophie, then this movie would have been more impactful for me Um, rather than like, I I turned it off and I was like, there's a lot of emotion there that I can tell that you were trying to get me to feel, but I just did not go there with you. So I feel like Mm -hmm. I just watched like an hour and a half long home movie rather than like, I'm there with Sophie grappling with all of these things and I I think more time with adult Sophie reliving these experiences as a kid would have been something really interesting to explore rather than just seeing young Sophie going through all of them and that's it Mm, this is gonna be a fun episode because I love this movie I really Nice. Found it incredibly captivating. So this is this is going to be fun for us to unpack. Like what worked for you, what didn't work for you, what worked for me, what didn't work for me. I do, I do think that this this movie got better for me the more that I thought about it and sat with it afterwards versus during. Um, and I think that there's, and in in my mind, this movie was more interesting to me, and and when I've think about and focus more on um, Paul Mescal's character. And because there's such, a, there's such a dissonance that you feel throughout the movie in these seemingly like happy-go-lucky moments of this uh, vacation and this trip that they have together. And then there are these – they're contrasted with these moments where he's alone and Sophie's sleeping or she's away. And there's such – emotion in those quiet moments that this movie gives us with him out on the balcony smoking his cigarette and we don't even get to see his face honestly in a lot of those those vignettes those little moments and those felt so meaningful to the the contrast of him incredibly like warm and and tender when he's with Sophie and then when he's alone, there's just there's there's this darkness that you can feel that he's experiencing. And I think that 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 scene, that shot from behind of him just overwhelmed with emotion and sobbing was so pivotal to the way that I thought about the rest of all of the moments that happened beforehand. Because I think you you sense a little bit of that throughout leading up to this. Like there's something that's off about him like even in those moments where he is with Sophie he's you can feel the effort of him trying to 
I'm sure this is a fun, happy-go-lucky memory for her, but that sob just just cast everything out and everything else that came before it in such a different light. And that outpouring of emotion was just so beautiful but tragic to me at the same time. So I think throughout the first like half of this movie, I think I, I was um, kind of wondering where this was going to go and um, just kind of living in the moments and spending time with these characters, but also like, where are we, we going to go with this? And I think the second half, really the last like 15 minutes of this movie changed so much in um, the impact of, that this movie had on me. So I'm, I, this is a movie that I like want to go back and watch again because I think there are so many small little details and moments and facial expressions and gestures that I probably missed um, this first go around because I was just kind of along on the ride and spending time with these two, these two people. But I think there's a lot more to notice that I probably missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also wanted to go back and rewatch it just because I was like, <laughs> is, is this it? Did I miss something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I was also uh, – the other reason why I wanted to go back and watch it is because I think I was so focused on Sophie. Like, mm-hmm. very early on in the movie, I knew where we were going. I felt like I had figured out her dad. I figured that I knew where the film was going. And so then the whole time I'm focused on her, I'm not focused on him because I know where he's headed and so maybe if my attention had been maybe more equally distributed or more focused on him, then this may have been more impactful. But I don't know. I just, even in those moments when he was alone, I was like, oh my gosh, where is Sophie? Is she okay? Like, I was so focused mm. on this little girl uh, that I, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to him really much at mm. all. It's an interesting point too because I was I, I was reflecting back on this movie and there's there's a lot more time I think given to Sophie and her journey, you know, like they have that whole plot line around her observing other couples and uh, moments of affection and then her having that experience with that that boy at the pool. Like there's there's these like coming of age moments that we experience quite a bit with Sophie as well. So I can see why um, it felt like this was her story. And I think it's only until the second half where it's like, there's a, there's like so much more actually. And that's more interesting. that's happening with the father. Um, but they, they, for the first half of the movie for me were kind of part, part of, but not the main focus. And only in the second half does that come to focus a little bit more. And I wonder if that's supposed to be kind of reflective of the way that adult Sophie is thinking back to like all of those moments as well. Like, oh, like at that time, she's caught up in, you know, growing up and like observing the people around her and like caught up in her own world as well. And there's these moments that she's able to see now by watching these home videos again and seeing those small facial expressions or, or moments from our father and try and like put together the pieces of maybe what he was feeling that she didn't even notice as well. So in a way, like we almost are experiencing it like Sophie's adult Sophie is experiencing this as well. Mm, I, I like that reading. (laughs) I did not get that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I, I like it. We're going to go with that. That's great. (laughs) Yes. That is what happened. Mm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that if, if this has had portrayed, um, earlier on and set up this idea that adult Sophie's watching back these things, it kind of primes you, your, um, mindset a little bit around, like we too are watching all of these moments through the lens of, of reflection and um, 
looking back on the past, would you feel like you got that? Because I think that that was really, that was like a really powerful moment when we see adult Sophie watching these. And there's such a suggestion that something tragic likely has happened with her father. And she, she is looking for answers or looking to better understand what happened and who he was. Yeah, I I wish that that had been stronger. Um, mm-hmm. I I wanted to know adult Sophie, and especially like they they make it clear like she has a baby, and so I I could even see how like oh my gosh now I have this kid which is going to drive me to look back at my own childhood. So like I think there's even a connection there. And I just, I wish that the film had spent a little bit more time with adult Sophie to to better understand maybe her motivations or better understand who she is as a person rather than just these quick little cuts of her as an adult and most of it her as a kid. I, I think that would have made this film a little bit stronger to me because instead the whole time I I'm going, okay, when is her dad going to kill himself? Like that's what Mm -hmm. I was thinking the whole time Mm -hmm. was please don't do this on this vacation. Do not hurt your daughter that way. What are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. so I, I think if it was more of like, as an adult, Sophie is reflecting on her life she's reflecting on her dad as she is journeying into this new role as a mom I don't know I I feel like maybe I could have connected to that a little bit more and then viewed her memories through that lens rather than just being concerned for kid Sophie for an hour and a half Mm. Mm -hmm. like there's there if if the framing had been look a little bit more guided or a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh present kind of bookending the beginning and end of this movie yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't need a lot but I I just wish that it was set up that way rather than these like weird like strobe light situations that I hated let's talk about those let's talk about hated hated it um, I I wish that there had been something a little bit more concrete than just these like abstract strobe light emotion situations. <laughs> so those didn't work for you. No, I hated it. I hated it so much. Yeah, I I didn't love them. Um, but I do think that they contributed. And this is why. I also reference in my one sentence summary this this movie is incredibly poetic because it gives you like I'm I'm just trying I just need I'm like I need to pause this to see like who and where and what and like I'm there was there was it was so fast every time it came that I was like wait I need to go back <laughs> um but I think it did contrast so well with this slow summer holiday and the sense of like uh budding like frustration and and um inner turmoil and conflict that we we know or we can sense that um Sophie's father is feeling and it was such a like like a experiential way to like get us into that state and then cut to immediately them lazing by the pool in the summer sun and you just feel that like budding sense of turmoil continuing to grow and so I thought that was really interesting I do I don't think I like got all of the details that it was trying to convey I I read um, a summary of this film afterwards and in that last rave scene where apparently it's adult Sophie and him and she like pushes him down or then they embrace and she tries to get closer to him and he's constantly elusive like I didn't get any of that I don't know if you got any of that but that was that went over my head yeah, I that last one, like I read that as them like fighting. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I but I didn't know what to make of any of it. It was mm-hmm. like you're you're trying to get me to like see like emotions, but I'm I'm not. <laughs> was 
<laughs> kind of where I got to with that. And I, but I do think that your your summary is spot on. That this is very poetic, and I'm just bad at poetry. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm bad at it, which also explains why I'm bad at watching this movie because it's very poetic, and I want something. Yeah that's a little bit more grounded. Mm-hmm. I just a little bit. I don't need a lot more. I just need a little bit to get me there cuz it's Yeah. Yeah, it's it's too it's too poetic for me. So mm. I am the problem, not the movie. It's well, fine. I just don't get poetry. <laughs> no, I would say cuz we've we talked about Bardo a week or two ago. Oh, I did love And Bardo. that movie is poetic as hell and you loved it. So I think it's perhaps the type, the type of poetry, the type of uh, Mm -hmm. way that they approach it that either works or doesn't work for you. Because you absolutely love Bardo and I did not love Bardo. I did. I loved After City, you loved After City. You know what I mean? So, and they're very different in nature as well. They are. And I, so the other thing that I've been thinking about with this movie is it is one of those where you just need to like strap in and go along for the ride. Yes. And I knew that and I would not let myself do it. And so, again, yep. conversation about Bardo, I was like, oh, hell yeah, man, I'm strapped in, ready for this ride. I and was I like, what time. is happening? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that is fun and illuminating to mm-hmm. uncover, which is that Bardo really worked for you and you were ready to give yourself yeah. over. This one was great more time. challenging. Yes. That, whereas this one like really spoke to me and I was like, yes, I don't even care where we're going with this. I'm just like, we're spending time with these two humans and their mm-hmm. relationship and all these little moments between them. Um, some of them so like full of, full of joy. Some of them, you know, you see those like little tiffs and annoyances that they get on each other's nerves and whatnot. It was just kind of the collection of these little moments that was so fun. But didn't work for you. So that's fun to realize that, right? Yeah. And I, I think the other thing about this movie that I'm realizing, and uh, I know that we've had conversations like this in the past, yeah. but I just can't think about like which movies they were. But I sometimes struggle with children as the protagonist mm. because I'm overly concerned for their safety. And... So then I struggle to like get lost in the movie and like see them because I want them to be like safe and secure and protected. <laughs> and I love so that. <laughs> I think a lot of that was happening in this. I was so uh-huh. worried for Sophie the entire time. Yeah. I was, I was, I was worried for her. And like sometimes she'd make really good choices, and I was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> good, yeah. you are an intelligent child. But I, I think that also contributes to it, and I think that's also why if it had been more focused or at least grounded in adult Sophie, that would have been my entry point. And I would have maybe been more okay with watching this unfold because I already know something about adult Sophie. She's okay. Everything worked out, even though she goes through this very traumatic event that we don't see on screen. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I I think that grounding could have helped me (laughs) be a little less stressed during this movie that is fascinating yeah I love that you're looking out for (laughs) you know you got to take care of the kids but you know it's a rough world out there what's interesting about that though is that I too felt that sense of foreboding in this movie and you picked up on that and (laughs) went into like we must protect the child mode which is great but like there is this sense of like it feels like something's going to go wrong. Yeah. You're kind of waiting for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there are these kind of twists and turns along the way, especially in the second half where you're like, is this it? Is this, is this going to be, I hope this is not it. You know, like when she um, doesn't come back and he goes into the ocean, you're just like, oh, and we linger on that shot for so long. Yes. It's such a it's such a misdirect, which is great, but you kind of feel the weight of like this this is it, the fact that it doesn't happen makes the actually every other moment afterwards feel even more weighty because you know that like he was so close. 
Uh, yeah, that part that was so good. We we and we linger on that shot for so long. And one of the reasons I described this as poetry put put to the big screen because this is such a sensory experience. You know, like the the sound editing in this movie is impeccable. Like we hear the cicadas, we hear uh, just the like the auditory experience of being on this holiday. But in that moment, like you hear the increasing volume of the waves and it carries so much meaning and weight in that scene, especially. Um, And there's no camera movement. It's just a still shot on the beach in the ocean at night. But those waves alone just communicate so much meaning. Um, so yeah, the, that I think that that's something that this movie does really well in every scene is these small details carry so much meaning in, in how we interpret them. And they're kind of reframed in a lot of ways um, outside of how we normally think about like waves crashing on an ocean. Yeah, I I was a little surprised while watching that this wasn't nominated for more categories. Yes. Okay. Yep. That was yeah. my alternate one sentence summary is like snubs on snubs on snubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Like this is a very well executed movie. It's beautiful. Like you just said, the sound editing, like there's multiple categories that this would have made a lot of sense in. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a little shocked that it only got one Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like where was it for cinematography where was it for best sound yeah even even the even the screenplay like the this dialogue is Mm -hmm. so accurate and so pointed for you know like the way an 11 year old talks especially in those home videos and you know and the the zooming in and out and the shaky cam and the conversation that happens between the two of them just so well done Mm -hmm. yeah this after sun was robbed like yeah do better academy like i'm glad that it got a nomination because honestly like otherwise we probably would not have watched this Mm -hmm. film um but it's definitely deserving of more yeah yeah i agree i agree i'm glad we at least was online for something oh yeah and deserving and in a good category you know yeah 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 he he deserves it he gives a great performance in this so warranted but mm-hmm. not enough <laughs> yes we would like more please okay what else do we want to talk about with this movie i'm here yeah go, go for it i was like i don't know <laughs> what else stood out to you <laughs> well there there are all these interesting like themes that i think are running throughout this movie um there seems to be quite a bit around like being underwater and I'm curious your thoughts about that. Like there was, there were so many shots of interactions that happen underwater, where they're immersed underwater, where they're jumping underwater. Um, but there's like specifically scenes where she, like Sophie is observing people underwater, and and you know the scenes where she's seeing a lot of the couples and them embracing underwater. It feels like. Like being underwater is like this this place to um, that's like a contrast from what you can or can't do in in the the dry world. Um, but I'm curious your thoughts on those themes around water. There seems to be like kind of this running motif. <laughs> As I'm asking this question, I I'm thinking back to you being like symbols, man. <laughs> I'm good at the yeah. metaphors. Then I'm really bad at metaphors. So I'm going to tell you the two thoughts that I had when I kept seeing uh, them in the ocean and them in pools. Number one, my first thought was, ooh, could I do pools are cool too as my one sentence summary? And then I decided not to go with that clearly. And then my second thought was, oh my gosh, there's so much water in this, which means that Jen is going to say water on the podcast and it makes me so happy. Yeah, I, I as I was saying, oh. asking that question, I was like, underwater, in water, floating yeah. in water. I'm it's like, this, this is a lot of water. <laughs> a lot of Philadelphia. Best. I need, I need there to be water in all of the movies that we review, <laughs> just so that you say water because it is 
incredible. It's my favorite. Philadelphia is really showing. I know that was the in-depth analysis that you were looking for. <laughs> I'm, water I'm, glad, I'm glad the water themes really spoke to you in this movie. It really did. With a Philadelphia you had, accent. You had yes. excited, yeah, you had many excited thoughts. I did. I did. And I was happy that they were appropriately sunscreened up. <laughs> that was my other thought. Oh, Again, man. I'm looking at this as like a very literal thing when I should have been like, okay, this is poetic and you need to look for symbols. And what does this mean? And no, I was just going, oh yeah, they're in a pool. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> I'm dead. Man, I'm I did dead. not watch this okay, movie wait. correctly. <laughs> so let's have a conversation about this now because we've talked about Barda, we've talked about this movie and the interesting similarities and contrasts between them. So I'm just, I am now intrigued to know what, why did Bardo work for you when it comes to these like uh, suggestive themes, symbolism, all these, you know, artsy fartsy poetic things and after Sun did it. I think it's because, or at least partially because Bardo is this like surrealist experience like it's so larger than life and I am in a different world. So I'm automatically like, oh, I need to view this differently. And so then mm -hmm. because it is more, I, it's, it's not more artistic because After Sun is also very artistic, but it's a different type of art. Mm -hmm. And that helped me not view this as literally happening. Um, mm -hmm. which just helped me view it differently. You know, uh, I'm thinking of ending things is very similar. Like it's very different stylistically, but it's also this like weird creative, like, top. you know, that something is off here. And so you need to view this differently after sun looked normal. <laughs> like it was just a little girl. <laughs> on vacation with her mm, dad mm, mm, and so mm. I think I was viewing it more as this is what's happening I need to just view it straight on as it is rather mm. than seeing it as oh here's this really artistic expression that I need to look at differently than I might I, I, I just viewed it too literally I think mm. that's part of my problem that is very Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> it's the fact that it, it is over the top that it can take you to a different place. Like you, you are forced to have to see it differently. You have no choice, you know, like mm -hmm. it is, and it is no longer grounded in any type of reality. So therefore it's easier to make those leaps to, oh, this is interesting. This is out of the ordinary. What does this mean? This is, you know, um, mm -hmm. so that, that's interesting. That seems to like work for you speak to you more effectively yeah and I I I do love like the the quiet films we've talked about Columbus so many times and I'm going to talk about it again um but like that is a different type of quiet meditative film and again it's very literal there are metaphors and like motifs particularly around like architecture and things like that and that was much easier for me to connect with too because it felt more grounded in reality and so I don't know for me like after sun is in this weird spot because it's it is very like okay this is what happened but when you view it as like you're saying is you view it as like a poem then it takes on a whole new meaning that I just, I didn't get there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking about like drive my car too, another oh, film that you absolutely loved, loved. And that film's poetic, but it's, it's poetic in a different, in a different mm -hmm. way, you know, like it's, yeah. and it's incredibly structured as well. Like the poetry is in its circular cyclical structure. After Sun is like these, these series of moments and vignettes and when and the way that they sh contrast them together or string these moments together brings 
different meanings. Like the one, the other one that I thought was really interesting that seems to happen throughout a lot of the film is this, the moments of tenderness or um, affection that she observes in the couples that she sees that are guests at this, at this resort. And it's interspersed and kind of often cut very closely with these moments of tenderness that she has with her father where they're um, putting on sunscreen with or lotion for each other. And it's incredibly warm and close and intimate. And there's this, this like, she's trying to understand like love and what that looks like in many different contexts and different relationships. And this movie seems to also be interested in exploring that as well. But it's, it's kind of just like the juxtaposition and like when you put the mosaic together, what they, they look like versus like drive my car is structured and poetic and it's, and it's, and it's um, narrative structure versus like, like a collection of vignettes, a collection of like memory balls that you put together and you like try and understand them in a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That also, I love the way that you read those things. That's great. How there- did you read them? I was just highly uncomfortable. I was like, mm-hmm. what, what is happening here? Like, I don't like this. Why are you touching each other's faces? <laughs> I didn't like it. But mm. your yours is much more poetic and lovely where I'm just like, <laughs> I, mm, I get me out of this hotel room. This is uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And also just viewing it as like, oh, she is a preteen who's like, I have a, I have like hormones and things going on and I'm curious about these other things. And yeah, I, again, just viewing it very literally as she's, she's a little kid and going through some stuff and it's weird to be 11. <laughs> Indeed. It is weird <laughs> to be 11. This movie does such a good job capturing like how an 11 year old operates and yes. talks and behaves. Like I was thinking a lot about um, Bo Burnham's eighth grade while watching this and how mm-hmm. well that movie also knows and understands how preteens think, operate, what they are like captivated by. Um, they're kind of like larger than life nature sometimes but also like they're insecure and awkward and trying to figure out themselves and the world around them and like older kids are kind of like a um a key to like what they should be doing you know like we see a lot of that happening in this movie as well so this movie is like really like a coming of age story in a lot of ways as well very different in nature from most that we've seen but there's a lot of that woven into this Mm-hmm. I, I think again, like I'm so much more interested in adult Sophie though. Like, I think that's just where I keep ending up. Cause I want to know how this little girl that we saw, I want to know who she became. I want to know, I want to see the contrast of little kid Sophie and then adult Sophie and how the loss of her father affected her life. You know, I, I think that's just what I'm naturally more interested in. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I wanted more adult Sophie. That's. I think you wanted a different movie. <laughs> I wanted a different movie. Dang it. I hate it when we fall into this, this trap of. Yeah. Sarah just wanted a different movie. <laughs> no, I feel that though. Like I, there's movies that sometimes I'll read the summary and see the movie poster and think it's going to be a certain way and then I watch and I'm like this is not this is not what I wanted come on like why did you not this is totally different from what I wanted now I'm upset and when in fact it's a great movie it's just it didn't it didn't align to my expectations yeah mm-hmm. I I think it it is a good movie it's very very well made like yes I I think I just I was very aware while watching of like me and like what I'm bringing to the table and like, Oh, this is not the movie for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that is, 
that is that is a yeah that is an exciting and beautiful thing like if anything (laughs) sometimes those are the experiences that I actually find that are most interesting about a movie watching experience is when it actually reveals more about yourself and like why it's so it's just not working for you at all you know like that in and of itself is illuminating Mm-hmm. yeah those are yeah. fun movies are fun those are very fun <laughs> yeah what's the last movie before after sun that you felt that way in do you know I don't know I don't know I would have to look back through letterboxd okay and see <laughs> yeah the one that I can think of, well, no, let's not. I don't know. I'd have to look back through Letterboxd and see. Okay. Okay. Again, let me know. All right. It's fun and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, any other last thoughts about After Sun before we, before we wrap up? I have two kind of serious things and then one – non-important thing (laughs) so number one I one thing that I really did appreciate about this film is how it portrayed a person grappling with depression and suicidal ideation and I I think you know for so long mental health has not been like a big focus for people and I I love that we're getting to a place where like we're able to talk more openly about mental health and struggles. And we're seeing characters like Callum who maybe on the surface, like if you haven't dealt with these things seems like everything's okay. And so I just, I, I love that this was able to portray him in such a human fashion. Um, Yeah. Instead of trying to like stick him in a, in a nice, neat, little box Mm -hmm. yeah and I and I think this movie does an amazing job showing how how exhausting it can be to try when you when you are facing those and and dealing with that to try to put on this like this this joy for the person that you love and the like the taxing uh nature of of trying to do that um, but I think it's also like such a testament to how much he loves his daughter and just wants this to be a a like happy memory for her. And he's trying – you feel his effort and trying so hard to mask all of that and to try and be on for her. And I thought that tension, this movie portrayed really, really well, like that – like wanting – wanting to do this for your child but like really taking a lot of work and effort to do so and how exhausting and and difficult that is um to do that when you're going through depression yeah this movie does an incredible job showcasing that Mm -hmm. yeah that's great um so my second kind of serious thing again along the lines of like being very aware of like what we bring to the films when we watch them like Mm -hmm. this movie takes place in Syria or in Turkey and there was recently this massive earthquake Mm -hmm. that hit Mm -hmm. Turkey and Syria and like tens of thousands of people have died and it's this horrible tragedy unspeakable loss and I I think if that event hadn't just happened I might not have thought twice about this being set in Turkey but mm-hmm. because that just happened, the whole time I'm thinking like, wow, I wonder how far away this is from where that earthquake hit. I mm. wonder, you know, like what, what just the differences in, in Turkey. Because obviously like this is like a tourist location and, and people are here on holiday. So they see this very like safe version of Turkey, you know, the richer version of Turkey. And the earthquake from what I've read hit the poorer parts. So just like this just brought in this, the realities of like different classes and the different parts of town and this very like insulated 
view of the country, whereas the reality on the ground is very different. So this movie had me thinking about all these geopolitical things just because it was set in Turkey. And I might not have even registered that had this horrific event not happened recently. So it's just, it's interesting again to think about the things that you bring to a film and then how that affects how you experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and also what's interesting is how uh, other places are portrayed in films, like play such a powerful role in how we understand those those countries or those places. And like like you mentioned, they're on vacation here at this resort. Like it, it seems to be this like all-inclusive, fancy, nice resort and whatnot. And so there's like a specific view of the country that's portrayed. They take these like guided tours to the historical sites. But yeah, there's so much more beyond um, just this vacation destination for them. Mm-hmm. Place is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, in film, films play a huge role in, in helping other people understand a place as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least the biases we have about a place, you know. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my third thing is I think I spotted a continuity error. Um, oh, where at? I I could be wrong, just because like timeline is weird in this, you know, poem, not literal. Um, But early on in the film, when Callum still has his cast on, there's a shot of them in the ocean and he doesn't have a cast on. (gasps) That seems like a big one. Right? It's, and Uh... the the film does a good job of his arm being in the ocean. But of course, because of who I am as a person, I'm staring very hard at that arm. And I'm like, if you move that out of the ocean, I'm going to see it. Um, And so- I, I didn't know if, again, because the timeline is jumbled. I was like, okay, was that an intentional choice to have a moment from later in the film, earlier in the film, or was that just an accident? And so like, <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell. That's why I'm like, I don't, it may have been a continuity error, but it also may have been intentional because timeline and poem. So not sure. That's so funny. Yeah. I was always always make your films poetic because any errors you make might just be like true. a beautiful meaningful thing like yes. it represents the fact that our memories are are unreliable and non-linear mm-hmm. yeah blah 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 all that all that yada yada yes <laughs> yeah because again I'm viewing this as a very like literal practical thing and I'm like if you have a cast on you're not supposed to get it wet so that's really what I was watching for is, did you have a bag on your cast, which he never did? And I was worried no. about his cast and his arm. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. It's very like, bothered. It's fully submerged Yeah, in many scenes. He's yes. like in the pool with it. He's yeah. in the ocean with it. Homeboy does not care. Homeboy does not care. And then he takes his cast off himself. Nobody. This is, yes. this is not what we do. Yeah. I was very concerned. Yeah. But anyway, it's nice. a poem, so it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> cast on, cast off, doesn't matter. They were having a great time in that scene. That's what we care about. Poems. But I can see if this is what your brain was spending its cycles on. <laughs> Again, I focus on the wrong things. I'm it's focusing so- on your cast and not on the water motif. And here we are. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, you know, that's when you know that, like, this movie didn't suck you in quite yet. It it did not. No. I, I was asking all the wrong questions. And that's fine. Or fine. this just needs to be set in a fantastical, surrealist, otherworldly place. Ugh. Where the rules around cast don't matter. Yeah, man. Casts, it's it's all a metaphor. The cast is a metaphor. It's not actually real. And then you can have it on and off and it doesn't matter. 
because it's it's a metaphor. Oh, man. Either that or just ground it just a slightly more. <laughs> the I one or one or the other. One and is, then yes. I it could have been great. <laughs> just go full crazy or have it slightly more grounded. I have learned much about the way that you <laughs> watch movies though. You know, like this is an this is an important data point because it's right in this like interesting intersection it between really is very much grounded in reality like these are her memories and in yes. a lot of ways it's also memories therefore it is it is subject to like interpretation and and like mm-hmm. emphasis on different things because our memories are unreliable you know so yeah. that's that's fun but mm-hmm. i need data points like this because then it better it better articulates the differences between categories in my brain about (laughs) movies that work for you and that don't so this is great thank you after sun (laughs) thank you for helping jen better understand my brain because god bless her it's because you need need those data points that are like very close to the edges and boundaries because then you know okay Mm. this one belongs to this and there therefore now we have a better understanding of where the line is Mm-hmm. where the dividing categorical lines are not me turning this into like a <laughs> a data experiment oh man data is great we love data, it's a data point, and though. like speaking of another data point you know come on come on is in yes. a similar vein yes you know all these all of these little memories these vignettes you know i i think you called it a kaleidoscope in that episode yeah and that movie worked for both of us. Yeah. And I, but again, like it's very grounded in reality. There's a very clear problem. It's also told mainly through Joaquin Phoenix's character. So an adult protagonist. <laughs> so, yes. so we're, we have some data to back up my weird way of watching movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one did, that, that one did work for you really, yeah. really well. It also, that one is, is, very much shot like a it feels a, like a documentary, a documentary as well yes. yeah like there are these yeah very clear succession of moments like they're at home mm-hmm. he's trying to cook food for him they go out to explore brooklyn you know like mm-hmm. feel alone. like it feels event driven um <laughs> while also being character driven too it's very grounded yes. very grounded yes so documentary yes poem no surrealist art yes (laughs) basically i'm just not good with poetry this is this is what we've learned there was also that movie that we recorded a million years ago that was adam driver and it was all about poetry which was basically this exact same conversation but like three years ago (laughs) patterson Yes. That was just me going, I don't understand poetry for an hour. (laughs) Gosh. Which I feel like this was too. Um (laughs) I reject the comparison of after sun. This is way better than that movie. A thousand times better. But (laughs) it's just another example of yeah that one's like that that one's like hard like squarely in the middle of the circle of category of yes yeah after sun it's a good movie patterson no after sun patterson was not a good movie that was that was rough (laughs) after sun is a good movie it's just you got to be ready for poems and motifs and sitting in emotion for an hour and a half and you're just strapped mm-hmm. in and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't be ready to go anywhere. You're just in it with the characters. That's this movie. Well, it's interesting the comparison to Come On, Come On, because I actually think that After Sun is very similar to Come On, Come On, but the 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 pacing of its vignettes are just different. Like Come On, Come On's vignettes, like these moments like there was like a full scene of like they're going to do this thing and they are now doing this thing and now the scene the thing is done right mm-hmm. after sun are like all of those vignettes are cut into much smaller pieces 
mm-hmm. right? There's like a small moment of like them putting on sunscreen, a small moment of them in the water, a small moment of them like now eating an ice cream, a small moment. Like it's it's cut into smaller chunks, which I think is it's, it's interesting because then what, the way that we string together and when we cut away from a certain vignette into the next one is kind of interesting. But like after, I think I think come on come on had more structure in place. Right? Like there were there were distinct sections and moments and events that happened. You know, mm-hmm. like the mom is getting called away and she needs to she can't be here anymore. Well, can't be next con- like there's there's more of a natural I think narrative arc come on come on as well. After Sunny really just like hanging out with these two people for an hour mm-hmm. and 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, there is a structure there. It's just not as well defined. Yes. And it's so more fluid. It's yes. More memory driven. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you're looking for structure, <laughs> this film will have it. After Sun is not the movie for you. No. But if you're in a go with the flow kind of mood, yeah, man, it's great. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Which. I think works really well for After Sun because mm-hmm. you are supposedly in the shoes of adult Sophie, like going back and watching these videos, which inherently like home videos are like random series, fragments, scrapbooks of like random little moments that you just happen to pick up the camera for. Or your memories are kind of like that too. Like you remember walking down the street talking about getting a massive ice cream and then you kind of forget like, did we get the ice cream or did we not? What flavor did I get? Like that all doesn't matter. And then you're just like on to the next little moment. Like, oh, yeah. I remember when we went to the pool. Oh, yeah. I remember when we were back at the hotel and he was passed. Like these – it's kind of reflecting how our memories are often structured and remembered in our own brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess a, another summary of this could be – Memories are weird. <laughs> yes, they are. They Memories really are. are non-linear. Yeah. Yep. But you're you're right. It it is this very um, fluid exploration of memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're kind of like wading through the consciousness of adult Sophie's memories maybe that and I would argue that like the 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 scenes where it's not shown through a home video like mm-hmm. they're probably remembered to be far more happy-go-lucky and joyful than perhaps yeah uh Callum actually was you know like this is mm-hmm. her young uh self feeling like her dad was having a great time with her they're like giggling in the pool you know like in reality it might not have been that joyful. So she's also an unreliable narrator in a lot of ways too. Or at least it's interesting to think about that piece. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. And maybe all of the water is to tell you, hey man, just go with the flow. <laughs> That's, I think we figured it out. That is the water motif. That, we did it. Yes, we got there. <laughs> Oh, it was rough. We did it. We got there. We got poetry nailed down. Nailed it. Watch. It's probably some like really deep meaning. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just over here like, nah. We're just pulling in the pool. The beauty of art is that you can interpret whatever you want. Yes. So if you want to interpret this as go with the flow, that is beautiful. Go with the flow. We're just flowing like the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, man. This feels like a fitting, fitting. This moment of revelation feels like a fitting place (laughs) for us to. Yes. Let's (laughs) let's quit while we're behind because uh, (laughs) this is rough. So I'm going to stop talking now before it gets worse. <laughs> oh, I get such a kick out of it. Note to myself, for any time we do some kind of wager or something, 
for me to find the most artsy-fartsy, poetic, non-linear, non-structured, but somewhat grounded in reality, but not mm-hmm. really movie ever. It's it's a narrow watch. window. It really you, is. You gotta you gotta fit into here. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this, it's a very specific place that After Sun fits on the Venn diagram of of movies. Yes, yes. I need to find the next Patterson. Oh, please don't, though. You also did not enjoy that movie. I really didn't. I hated it. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of poetry either, but this one, this one got me good. Good. I'm glad that you had a good time with it. I I (laughs) truly am. It's, I love that. It's amazing. All right. Well, this was our review and discussion of After Sun. And finding available to rent or buy on various streaming platforms. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Strategic Whimsy Experiment. This podcast is fueled by our passion for stories and connection, and is something we continue to do each week solely because we love it. This is our Strategic Whimsy Experiment, and we encourage you to find a way to infuse whimsy into your day. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a review letting us know your thoughts about After Sun. You can connect with us on Instagram at Strategic Whimsy Experiment, on Twitter at Strategic Whimsy, or you can email us at Strategic Whimsy Experiment at gmail.com. We will be back next week to discuss the film To Leslie, continuing our road to the Oscars. We hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you very soon.